The Couple Next Door, written by Peg Lynch and starring Peg Lynch and Alan Bunce. Come in, Mad. Well, I can't stay, honey. I'm on my way to play golf. Oh, these conventions kill me. Charlie and I didn't get to bed until 5, and here I am up at 9 o'clock. Oh, I'm just dead. Well, well, we got to bed at a fairly decent hour. Well, we couldn't. There was a gang of people in our room, and they just stayed. And at 5 o'clock, when they started singing down by the old mill stream for the <laughs> 50th time, I just said, get out. The party's over. <laughs> I tell you, some people never know when to call it a day. Well, this wonderful Florida weather goes to their head, I guess. That isn't all. All that went to their head. <laughs> well, your room's quite a ways away, but we certainly heard all the singing going on. Well, Charlie was mad at me, but I finally kicked him out, and one of them was some big shot Charlie's been trying to swing a deal with. Well, why don't you sleep this morning? I can't. I'm playing golf with the wives of some of the guys Charlie's trying to impress. Oh, dear. Well, I guess that's why they have conventions. <laughs> well, there must be some good reason, but I haven't figured it out. <laughs> oh, listen, honey, have you any cold cream? Oh, yes, right there in the dresser, Madge. Oh, Help yourself. I'll just take it and bring it back later. Oh, and have have you got any extra stockings? Oh, well, yes, I guess I can find an extra pair. But also, if you're not wearing your little white jacket, do you mind if I take it? I didn't bring a thing like that. Oh, well, sure, I'll get it yeah, if it's okay, right here, yeah, man. Yeah, good, Oh, boy. Oh, hi. Good morning, man. You no, know, it may be good to you, but it isn't to me. Here are the stockings and the jacket, man. Oh, thanks, darling. I'll see you for dinner tonight if I survive. Bye-bye. Bye. Close the door, will you? Uh, Everybody wanders in when you leave it open. Oh, imagine borrowing some more stuff. Yes. Makes me so mad. She brought three times as much luggage as I did. But as far as I can figure out, her bags must have been stuffed with newspapers. She has borrowed my slips, my blouses, my good green sweater, now my white sport coat. All right, coat. all right. Now, calm just down, calm curious. down. When you go on a trip with another couple, you just got to put up with their idiosyncrasies. I mean, if you start getting mad at every little thing, you're not going to have any fun at all. I know, dear, but I was going to wear my white jacket today myself, going on some tour for the ladies. Madge makes me so mad half the time she doesn't even ask. She just walked in yesterday and helped herself to my green sweater. Yeah, well, that's mad. She's that way. Try to put up oh, with it. it. Makes me furious. What did Charlie want? When? I haven't seen Charlie this morning. Oh, he called the room here. I said you'd gone down to the lobby for cigarettes and be right back. He was going to look for you, but if he didn't find you, you'd call his room. Oh? He sounded kind of funny. Said he thought you two ought to settle a few things. Settle a few things? Why? I don't know, dear. You better call him. <laughs> Amos and Andy and Robert Q. Lewis and his gang will all be coming your way today on most of these same stations. Now, you don't have to make any special plans to enjoy their good company. Go right ahead with whatever you're doing when they drop by on CBS Radio. If you're getting ready for a heavy date, that won't stop Amos and Andy for a minute. They'll tell their jokes and play their songs and keep you company all the while. Get a head start on your evening's fun listening to our Amos and Andy Music Hall. If Robert Q. Lewis and his gang turn up when you're having dinner... Don't fuss about putting down an extra setting. Keep a radio handy instead and add their sparkling comedy and music to your menu as a second dessert. Here at CBS Radio, nobody stands on ceremonies. Home for a pipe and slippers evening or out for a drive, you'll find the songs and the down-to-earth humor and out-and-out joy to hear. 
Listen for Amos and Andy and Robert Q. Lewis and his gang regularly on CBS Radio. They make the best of evenings better. Hi, pal. Come oh. on in. Oh, I called your room here. No answer. Then I went down to the lobby and couldn't find you. And... Yeah, yeah. Well, I was down in the lobby and couldn't find you, so I came up here. Oh, I understand you wanted to see me about settling something. What are you talking about? Whatever it is, we better make it snappy. There's a couple of good speakers on the agenda this morning. I wanted to catch them if I could. Yeah, yeah. Well, this won't take long. Now, I thought we ought to sort of figure up, well, you know, expenses so far before it goes on too long and we forget what we both paid, you know? Oh, <laughs> oh Charlie, look, we can settle all that after the convention when we get back yeah, home. Yeah, well, okay, but I've totaled up what I've put out so far, if you want to keep it. Well, it's all there. Now, here, I'll show you. Now, that's gas and oil. Then uh, over here is what I spent for meals on the way down. Now, Saturday morning, you paid for breakfast for the four of us. Then I got the lunch check, and I paid for dinner. Saturday uh, night? Oh, no, no, I, I got the dinner Saturday, Charlie. Oh, no, I, I beg to differ, but if you think back carefully, I think you'll remember that I paid for dinner on Saturday. Uh, we, Charlie... We ate at the Southern Mansion-type place with a big elm tree. Yeah, I know where we ate, but I got the check. <laughs> I did, Charlie. Look, I don't want to argue about it, pal. <laughs> well, I, I don't either, but... We, we all had southern fried chicken, and I got the check. You paid for the lunch on Sunday. <laughs> Look, Charlie... Well, we can go over the whole thing in detail later. I just thought I'd make a list bringing us up to date so we don't forget, you know? Yeah. Well, what... What's this miscellaneous 1824? Well, that's just money I put out for little things. I, I listed them right there. You know, in two days, as you're driving along, you put out money for this and that. Doesn't seem like much until you add it all up, you know? Yeah. Well, you can look it over. Now, that's four Cokes, three bags of peanuts, four hot dogs, two chocolate malted milks, uh, three rolls of chocolate wafers, uh, cigarettes. I think I bought my own cigarettes, Charlie. No, no. Let, let me refresh your memory. One time there, I bought two packs of cigarettes and gave you one of them, you remember? No. Well, I did, pal, so help me, I did. What's this? 20 cents for what? That's the telescope. Telescope? I don't remember buying any telescope for one of the kids to take back. No, no, buy... at that lookout place. Don't you remember? Madge wanted to stop and look at the view, and you could see three different states from Lookout Mountain. There was a telescope there to look through, and you had to put in a dime. Well, I had to put in two dimes for the two girls. Charlie, are you kidding? I keep a record of everything. You... Boy, it adds up. Now, I kept a record of the dough I put out for tips, too. Now, let's go over that item by item. Now, I remember giving the boy 50 cents when he brought up those... Now, for Listen, heaven's sakes, calm down, look, dear. Look, he, he's going to figure up the mileage when we get back home and charge me a certain percentage for wear and tear on his car. Oh, come now, really. You ask general depreciation. Yeah, he says he always does that. And by golly, he's not going to do it with me. I am telling you right. I, I never realized that, that Charlie Bemis was such a cheapskate. Well, I suppose uh, we should share the Cokes and malted milks and peanuts and all that, dear. Those things do add up. Look, he doesn't remember the meals I paid for. Now, now you know you know I paid that check Saturday night. I well, asked well, him, honestly, didn't yeah, I? Look I, I at don't, well, I don't remember, dear, but, really. I mean, I think you... I, I know you both argued about who yeah, was going to Yeah, and pay. I won. I won. He always gives in, and, and, and then he forgets that you paid for it. You know, he talks well, now about you it. Might, makes a, now, look, you might just as well calm down. But... We'll be here two more days at the convention with him, then we'll have to... Ride home with them two more days. No, 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 not me. No, sir. Honey. Look, I am not going to set foot in Charlie's car again. 
For goodness sakes, when I was annoyed at Madge just a short while care. ago, you said that when you traveled with another couple, you had to put up with their idiosyncrasies. Well, that's the way Charlie is, so just put up with it. Look, 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 look. What what is it? What? 12 what? cents for stamps. Would you look at that? I, I, I put out money for stuff like this all the way, but I didn't keep track of it. Well, I guess you should have. Because Charlie doesn't even remember when you did pay for the meals, even. You even got the tolls on here. The what? Tolls, you know, what we paid for toll, turnpikes and bridges. Oh, yes. Jolly. It seems to me you paid most of those. Charlie was always saying he didn't have any change and asking you for yes, it. Yes, 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 yes. As far as I can figure out, he's got it listed down here that he, he paid for them all. Factoring the amount here, I'd say he could have built a turnpike all by himself. No, honey. Turnpiker. Well, making a note of the dime he put in for that telescope. I, 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 Two I, dimes, you. wasn't it? Two dimes he put in for that telescope. I, I didn't even get a look at the thing. Well, no, it ran I didn't out. Get a, I yeah, know, it ran, ran out before I could get a look. Oh, honey. You know, really, it's kind of funny, though. Doesn't it seem is. funny to me <laughs> at all. I am boiling mad. Well, actually, you you're this. dead tired, dear. Too much convention. Yeah, I know. I am tired. Frankly, I feel like catching that noon plane. We'd be home by tonight. Well, we can't do that. What reason would we give? We came with Madge and Charlie. We'll have to stick it out and go home with Look, them. Look, I don't care about them. I'm thinking of you. Only vacation you've had this summer. That's the only thing. Only vacation away from the kids. Oh, and... don't think of that. Well, I am Truth thinking of Truth is, it. I'm tired, too, and this cold I've had ever since we've been here has me all worn out. Actually, I miss Betsy and the baby, and I've been worried. Worried about what, honey? They're all right. We phoned every day. Yeah, I know, but... I guess when you have children, you want to get away from them, and then you get away from them, you can't wait to get back to them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess you know? so. Well, what do you say? Should we make reservations on the noon plane? Oh, huh? what would we tell Madge and Charlie? Let's call home and, and have Mother send a wire saying, saying, come home at once, or let's just say we got a wire. Oh, huh? no, they wouldn't believe it for a minute. Charlie would think you were mad over this money business. Well, you know what? If he thinks that, he is absolutely right. Oh, Oh, dear, you see who it is, probably Mrs. Langley. Oh. I'm going on this lady's tour with her to see some old Spanish fort or something. Tell her I'll be right there. I've just got to what? comb oh, my uh, hair. Yeah, Ask her to come in, dear. Yes, thank you, thank you. Come in, Mrs. Langley. No, no, oh. Johnny, no, it isn't any Mrs. Langley. It's oh. a bellhop with a telegram. Telegram? You sent it. I did not. You did, too. No, no, honey, really, I did now, not. Now, look here, I don't put it past you at all. No, I didn't. And no matter how annoyed we are with Charlie and Madge, we came with them, dear. What does it say? Here. Suggest you come home at once. John Dibble. Mr. Dibble? My... My gosh, what's going wrong with our new house now? Oh, come on. You oh. sent it yourself so you could show Madge and Charlie and catch the plane did, today. Uh, you did. I, I didn't, know you. I swear I didn't. Honey, I, I, I didn't. I didn't. Really? I really and truly Boy Scout's honor. Well, good really. heavens, what do you suppose is wrong? Why didn't Mr. Dibble call us? Or at any rate, say what the trouble is. It is probably something so awful, something that's gone so drastically wrong with the whole new house, like burning down or something, that he thought it was best just to suggest you come home at once. Well, I'll pack the suitcases, go make reservations on the noon plane. Sorry to get you out of bed in midnight, Mr. Dibble. We just got in and we had to drive out here from the airport and get uh, you out uh, of bed and... That's good you did. Come on in, come on in. Well, we've got the taxi waiting. Yeah, you might as well have him wait. All I can do is give you the news. There ain't nothing you can do about it tonight anyhow. But I figured you ought to get a liar on it first thing in the morning. <laughs> My gosh, what? What is it? Well, now, better sit down, both of you. Our new house hasn't burned down, has it? Oh, no, 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 nothing like that. But, well, as I say, you better sit down. Sit down, dear. Yeah, all right, I'm down. For Pete's sake, tell us. 
Well, well, now, I don't know nothing about it. I mean, I, I don't know whether this fellow knows what he's talking about or not, but... Uh, what? What fellow? The fellow that come out to the house early this morning. Started hanging around. Finally, I went up. I says to him, did he want something? He says, well, he was sort of interested in this new house that was going up on his property. On his property? What do you mean? Yes, what did he mean? Well, that's about all I know. Fella claims your new house is half on his property. Oh, well, that's it? impossible. Why, for heaven's sakes, we paid to have the title cleared when we bought the property. And then didn't the bank have a title search that we had to pay out more money for, dear? Oh, yes, I mean, yes, didn't yes, it? Yes, don't yes, you remember of course. that? Who is this fellow? Well, no, I don't know, but, well, I figured you ought to get a lawyer. Because he seemed pretty set on the idea that you was on his property. Oh, well, by crazy. That... I don't know what he's talking well, about. Now, 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 that may be, but just the same, I figured it can be kind of inconvenient, if nothing else, when a man comes along and says half your new house by rights belongs to him. Half? Yeah. He claims the dividing line runs right through the middle. Well, anyhow, he says your dining room and kitchen is on his property. So I figured you ought to come home, look into it. Well, no, 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 no. I, I, I'll call a lawyer tomorrow. Yep, guess you better. Can't keep house without a kitchen. Couple Next Door is written by Peg Lynch and stars Peg Lynch and Alan Bunce with Audrey Christie and Don Briggs and John Shelley and is produced by Walter Hart. This is Stuart Metz inviting you to listen again tomorrow for The Couple Next Door.